Welcome to Telltale, the podcast where marketers can learn from interviews with fantastic storytellers. Okay, welcome to episode seven of Telltale. I'm your host, Kurt Sanders, and with me every week is Brisbane's Baroness of Blogging, Brittany Draghorn. Brittany, how are you today? Good morning, Kurt. <laughs> I am fantastic. Just finished a blog, sent it live every morning. Hence the Baroness of Blogging. Of course. Absolutely perfect name by me. And I have failed the last few episodes, I'm sorry. So I think I'm That made up form. for it. Yeah, definitely. Bad? Definitely back in form. But today we have who I think is probably one of the most interesting people in the Brisbane business community, which is, you know, coming from me, that's 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 heavy, you know. That's, that title's that's better than wow. mine. Yeah. Wow. We have Want the right room? Yeah. <laughs> we have Mr. John Knight, the co-founder and managing director of Business Depot, and I may now add the boss of a national award-winning business advisory firm. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me, and congratulations on the new podcast. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Fill us um, in on this award that yeah. you won just last week. Oh, we won the Best Diversified Firm uh, for 2017 at the Australian Accounting Awards. So, um, you guys from marketing would appreciate that we are going to get our pound of flesh out of it. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good. It should be. What does be diversified everywhere. firm mean? It sounds niche. We like niche. Yeah, well, diversified is all about, you know, it's not just the, the core accounting service. And that's what we're all about mm-hmm. here at Business Depot. It's all about all those other services that people need to make their own business ideas reality. Cool. Yeah, and, and diversified is the correct term for Business yes. Depot. Um, I've just got a little list here. Um, business advisory, business collective, co-working space, uh, media company as well, in my opinion. Um, tell us the story a bit about how that idea began, how, how that idea of Business Depot came together. Yeah, well, I suppose I was one of those um, bean, bean counters that were sitting there a little bit frustrated with the, with the traditional sort of structure. And I knew we weren't delivering on all the needs that, that clients had. So I really wanted to turn that traditional structure upside down. Instead of being XYZ chartered accountants, trying to be more proactive, trying to solve more problems, we wanted to be the place that people go to solve their problems. And it just so happens that one of those services is our foundational layer, which is the accounting services. Yeah. So hence why, yes, you know, really it's just about putting the trusted advisor relationship on steroids. So accountants as your trusted advisor, we want people to come to us, that's our foundational layer. Wrapped around that, we have what we describe as a marketplace of all the other advisors, consultants, service providers that you need to, to make it happen in your business. Yeah, right. Um, Chris Titley was a stockbroker we had on the podcast a few episodes back, and he talks about how people know they need the numbers, but they don't like seeing the numbers. I actually think that's like almost the perfect metaphor for Business Depot, because you walk in here, if you haven't been to Business Depot, it's um, it's in Fortitude Valley on James Street. Um, you walk in, it's in this fantastic office, the you know, yellow walls, blackboards, awesome bar, AstroTurf, AstroTurf, dogs, <laughs> all those things. And your last thing you think of is accountants, right? And and to me, that's like, you know, that's saying, all right, the numbers are here, but we're so much more, we've built a story around what we do. And it, it caters for what you would call the modern business place. Well, we're trying to bring collaboration, I suppose, to business, collaboration to the numbers and your business. And we're trying to get rid of that mumbo jumbo that people get a bit scared about the numbers and you know little things we do as to how we deliver the services I hope make a big difference to the client experience for example you know whiteboard paint in our boardroom wall is the simplest of things to do 
but it means instead of writing down this complex tax calculation on a piece of paper that you're trying to read upside down from the other side of the table, you stand up on the wall and your clients tend to stand up with you and they can grab a pen and they can draw on it and you can do a much more collaborative um, thought process around what the right solution is to the problem that you're working on. Yeah, and it's a really interesting approach to business, I guess, because now you're looking at the decentralization of businesses, more people working from home, therefore less connected, therefore come to Business Depot, still working from home, but more connected. Yeah, and that's why we have a co-working space within here. You know, these startup, even startup professionals, you know, they might be starting up their, their own business, there might be marketing companies, there might be events companies, um, and maybe they don't want to be in the grungy tech startup world, but they want to be surrounded by other entrepreneurial spirits. And we love them having them around the place because they bring a different energy. Yeah, sure. It means my accountants are standing next to the coffee machine having different discussions That's than really they would otherwise. Yeah. You guys, you attract entrepreneurs here, like you were just saying. So I'd be really interested to know about uh, Business Depot's approach to marketing because it is very different. You have some really fantastic events. And I'm really interested how an accountant got so creative with their marketing because accountants and marketers just aren't friends. <laughs> Well, because accountants like saving money and marketers like saving money. <laughs> so like, who are we you? Still Which one are you? We still challenge the budget. We still What I strive to do is embed marketing within our strategy. Okay, so when we're marketing Business Depot, we want to have marketing in there at the, at the core of the strategy, not as an afterthought. Here's our idea. How are we going to market it now? Look, we, we feel very strongly about it having to be, we've got to have something different to say to the market. Um, that collaborative approach is something that we, we massively push out there. Um, and really by, by, by doing, pulling those things together and our other sort of brand promises and things, you know, it gives us something to say. Um, you know, we talk about our, 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 the four ways that we empower bright ideas is through collaboration, sharing insights, sharing energy, um, and bringing expertise to everything that you know, everything that we do. Yeah, and it's interesting to hear of marketing spoken of not just a cost centre, but you know, integrated from the start. You know, you know, you need it. Um, so, which is a perfect segue because I mentioned earlier, I, I think Business Depot has a media company vibe about it, which I love, um, and that sort of starts with your blog. And, and interestingly, you might be interested to know this, but um, a Business Depot blog hit me at the exact time I needed it about a month ago. Perfect. Which was, you know, that's like the holy grail. And then you've got Blackboard Fridays, yep. which is a great video series. If you don't have, it, if you haven't seen it, you should jump on the Business Depot website or on YouTube and search for them. They are snippets of great actionable tips that you don't you know you don't have to sit there and watch for an hour to get really great value out of it you've got four or five minutes and then you've got what I consider to be one of the best networking events in the city which is Depot Next so um, that's all you can see the strategy forming in front of you when you do that explain a little bit how that came about yeah I mean we always wanted to share insights for free okay when an opportunity to help business owners to roll over those speed bumps, jump over those hurdles, or smash through the brick walls that are slowing them down in their business. And we also love the face-to-face -face time of people in a room together. So that's why we started our events. Now we started them here in the office, but we started to get you know too many registrations and it was starting to get a little bit oh crowded. Oh dear, what a <laughs> yeah, problem what to a have. Problem, yeah. And you know, so we started them in here on the AstroTurf and that enabled us to, to really uh, um, put our personality on things. 
Um, but then we had the idea, well, let's take it to the next level. Hence, Depot Next is more focused on entrepreneurial stories about their successes and their stuff-ups um, that will enable them to enable the business owners to, to get to the next level. We do attract a lot of um, startups, a lot of new new business owners or people thinking about going out on their own. Um, and that very much now, from a marketing point of view, I'm learning some of this marketing stuff. Otherwise, I think I just, I don't know where I, I don't know why I do things. Um, and so it's very much become that top of funnel um, sort of part to our marketing strategy. Yeah, sure. And we simply have three speakers, 15 minutes each, short, sharp spurts of value bombs that they, that they leave for, for the crowd in a very, I hope, energetic environment, um, in an environment that hopefully people aren't just getting the benefit of networking, but they're taking away something that they, they can action in their business too. John, can you tell us about some of those speakers? Who were the highlights for you and what were some of the key takeaways? Look, we've had some, some great, you know, high profile speakers, you know, like Glenn Richards from Green Cross and, and, and Tom Potter, um, Stephen Tate from CCIQ, Kat Madsen, you know, to name a few. And then we always like to try and throw a few in there which are probably a bit less known, but have got something really awesome to say. Um, you know, like um, Jay Grant and um, I mean Jen George, I mean she's pretty well known too, probably less so in Brisbane, but um, yeah, those people all brought some, some different sort of stories to, to what we're doing. We've got our next one on the 14th of June um, down at Brisbane Powerhouse and we hope to get another 300 or so people along to that. Yeah, that's, that's pretty great. Um, I've been to a few Depot Next and I really like them because of the connections that you make there. They're, they're fantastic. The thought leadership on offer is, you know, 15 minutes, perfect amount of time. You're not, you're not banging on or anything, but you're getting, you know, value for money or for no money, you know, yeah. which is great. Um, you also get to collect a really great audience for Business Depot along the way. Um, has it helped your your lead generation pipeline for this place, or is it more about you know we just want to be the authority on providing value in business in Brisbane? Well, we want to be associated with the community of entrepreneurial spirits, okay, and those that are actively trying to grow. Yes, it undoubtedly generates leads for the wider business depot, some of which end up falling into the accounting side of things. Others, it feeds our, our wider marketplace of, 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 um, of collective members, um, being the marketing companies and HR companies and so forth that are our preferred suppliers. And if we can create an environment that's bringing leads for everybody, then that's ideally what we want to do. And you can see how that happens, but I wonder, do you have a message for marketers who are always doing like a campaign approach, like we need sales, now so we'll do something now you are doing some really top level branding awareness stuff yep. that you probably can't track straight away a sale came yep. out of him that night so what's your message for marketers on taking an always on approach uh, and a bit more strategic than it, just... well, it takes time obviously i mean we we've only been going for for three and a half years and the first six months of that we were getting out of where we were previously um, since then it's very much you know it started off very much about the brand awareness um, but you know the people that came to our last depot next 50% of them were new to business depot 50% of the registrants were new to business depot brand we hadn't come across them before within our CRM so that meant we're adding a whole group of people in there and then we've got to nurture them and we've got to take them through that process and you know it was at the last depot next that we launched blackboard Fridays um, which Jacob does an awesome job at um, and that's all about taking them further on through that through that funnel and you just can't expect to get walk away with I don't know a new accounting job out of every one of those because people want to know like and trust 
you and your business before they decide to engage with it. Now, not being a trained marketer or not being a trained salesperson or anything, my idea is if we can do some kick-ass marketing, we won't have to sell. Because by the time they decide they're ready for us, they hopefully get the blog at the right time, um, <laughs> then they're ready to buy. And if they walk through the door, the sales pitch is sort of done and they almost, the idea is that they feel like they already know us intimately so that they, you know, we only get really, really warm leads. I think that's great. And I also think it's really awesome that your, your awareness piece is actually such an emotional touch point because they can't leave there going, who, what was their name again? Like it was, it's fantastic. It's embedded emails in their account. Like they've just got all of these touch points with you, but the most emotional one is definitely being there. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. And uh, we like to think we put our personality on these things. Um, we're not trying to be something that we're not. Um, and, but we also just like to think that it's a personality and an energy that people want to associate themselves yeah, with. Yeah, and I would assume those people who, you know, you've provided so much value along the way, let's talk, it, let's talk and say it's the 80% that they've decided yeah. and then the last 20% of you is just going, welcome to Business Depot, this yeah. is who we are, yeah. here's your seat. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a fantastic model for marketing. Um, can we talk a little bit about Blackboard Fridays? Sure. Whose idea? Where did it come from? Well, it's one of those things that you probably didn't necessarily set out to do. Um, it actually started with the idea of filming some videos for the team. Um, so Jacob, when he came on board, so Jacob is Jacob Aldridge. He's the yeah. head of uh, head of strategic advisory sure. for us. And when Jacob came on board, the idea was to his him, for him to embed strategic thinking within the team and to provide strategic coaching and consulting externally as well. And so I understand we started doing these videos on the blackboard for the team and we just went, why are we just keeping it at the team? Um, and so they've become a great series. Since then we've also launched um, another series um, which is all about um, why successful businesses fail and how to be the exception. And that was more of a 12 week series of special videos specifically on that topic that you subscribe to. So further down the funnel um, that you subscribe to and you get 12 videos from, um, from Jacob over, over the period. Now I cannot claim any responsibility for that idea. That is purely um, Tyson, who's our head of marketing, who does, a, does an awesome job and, and Jacob that have, have done that one. Yeah, it's um, it, I, I love it because it is so bitsy, and you you know you're really getting what you call value bombs, you know, one after the other. Out well, you guys can probably see where we're going with that. Now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're building all this content. Sure. You know, there's obviously something at the end of this. And the best thing about it is it's evergreen, right? Yeah. Like these these tips aren't new; they're not old, but they're also not public yeah. or as public as they should be. So you get to you get to get the benefits of this content over and over and over again yeah. for years to come. Like yeah. that's a truly valuable content hub. I actually think it's a great story for other marketers because you've recognized something in your business that can just be scaled and made available for the public, which I think if a lot of people looked at their businesses and things that they were sharing, it's probably really easy to make that, you know, you're doing research, maybe you're sharing that. It's just the way you package it. And we're so not precious with that. You know, obviously you've got to find your, your gates every now and then where you capture people's details, but we're not precious with, with sharing those little snip, snippets like yeah, that. Yeah, that's, that's... You really can't be. No, you can't, you can't be. And I, I was actually reading a blog just yesterday about some businesses moving the complete other way with gated content and saying, you know what, forget about gated content. Let's just be so valuable they can't live without us. Yeah. And that, you know, that's probably... Yeah. And they want to receive it first, so they sign up anyway. Yeah, no, that's, that's a really good point. So, look... That, that, all of that 
nerds me out. I get super <laughs> excited about that because it's it's excellent. It's excellent. Um, one other question before we move on to uh, our regular session that is the little white lie. Um, <laughs> I would like to know a bit more about, or just the background behind the co-working space. So they're popping up everywhere, like, you know, not just in Brisbane, they're metropolitan centres, regional centres, you've, you've spread it to Toowoomba, is that correct? Yes. Yep. Um, you know, we've got other co-working spaces in the city that are moving into regional areas. How, how are they working so well? And is that where we'll all end up? Oh, look, I love the whole working with other people thing. I don't think it's for everybody. And I think every co-working space that's popping up around the place, I think they have their own business model behind them. You know, some are simply property deals. Um, and they're just being able to get a, a greater lease by doing it as a co-working space. It's like desks and phones, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Ours is probably slightly different to the bulk of them that are out there. I mean, some people, you know, call us like a, more like an incubator or an accelerator, but we haven't sort of positioned it that way. It is simply we want the energy of these other people around us. And for me, someone who's trying to lead um, about 40 people, many of them you know, purely accountants, um, it's all about taking them out of their comfort zone and giving them new inspiration, giving them new ideas. Um, if i be completely honest, this probably gets to the next bit, the, the telltale thing, the co-working was a bit accidental. Right. It was a bit like, okay, we want this premise, there's some space down there, here's a problem, let's solve the problem, how can we solve the problem? Let's do a co-working space. John, you're a genius. Um, <laughs> Look at me go. <laughs> Look at me go, I'm cutting costs and, and I'm actually embedding it in the strategy. And it wasn't an accidental um, entry into the co-working space. But now, I would not get rid of it. Yeah. And you know, as we cram up and we add more people to the team, I do not want to get rid of the co-working space in any way, shape or form. Because I think we have a, a small niche within the market. Yeah, we'll never compete with the River City Labs and those types of things, but we're offering something slightly different as well. Yeah, and the feeling of this place definitely feels different to other ones. Like, it's not taking anything away from the capital or the precinct, like they're incredible tech startup spaces, yeah. but there is this collaborative feeling here. There is, you know, like a, I can tap a guy on the I shoulder. I also feel like it's a bit more mature, where like mm. here you've established your business idea, you know that it, it's working or you're in the door sort of thing, mm. and this is where you can bounce your ideas around for growth rather than just getting It's a lot more intimate, I, I, I would expect. I think it's a lot more intimate and, and when we did move into this place um, I wanted it to be transparent and authentic from the moment you walked up to the top of the stairs and, and that's why when you do walk up to the top of the stairs you can walk straight into the kitchen you know my clients our co-workers my team they can all sit down in the kitchen together and it doesn't matter whether the team members making a smelly tuna salad or something or rather and there's always one person who does something smelly in the kitchen. But you know, the clients, if they're comfortable, they just go and sit in the kitchen. And you know, what's more comfortable than sitting inside a kitchen and actually talking to the people on the other side of the of the kitchen bench while they're making their lunch? I think that's great. Now, John, is that your little white lie? Come or on. Have you got well, I suppose it's probably one little white lie. Um, I mean, for me, I, I'm a really bad liar. You could ask my wife about that, but I am a really, really bad liar. But I suppose the thing that I, I see from my own experience and from all the other businesses that we deal with is the biggest lie is that no one really knows what they're doing. You know, it's a bit of that fake it, fake it till you make it sort of, sort of style of thing. I mean, when we launched Business Depot, 
I needed to be the founder that was positive and confident and show everybody what we wanted to do. And when we launched Business Depot, you know, we had them in the room, we pulled up the banner and we showed them we were organized by, by having the logo. We went live on the website that day, you know, that type of stuff. I had no idea what I was doing. Um, and you know, marketing of, of that sort of side of things, I suppose I've faked that completely. And, um, but it just also come very natural to you. You know, yes. you have to build that an audience feeling, not just a selling feeling. So, yeah, and you've yeah, done that, right? Definitely. That, yeah. I mean, that, and then I suppose that's something that comes natural. Mm. Um, I suppose within my within my personality. So I suppose my little white lies that I don't know what I'm doing any better than <laughs> than anybody else. And um, you know, the co-working space is an example of you know a problem that I wanted to get over and we found a solution for it and actually turned it into a part of the strategy which we now would not change. Such a poignant little white lie because I think it's all a part of us really. Oh yeah, yeah. No, we know what we're yeah, doing. I know. <laughs> not at all. I know this podcast well. <laughs> John Knight, thanks so much for being on Telltale today. Very much, thank you for having me here. No problem at all. Brittany, every week, as usual, the Baroness of blogging. I thought that was a good one. Thanks for joining us as co-host and remember people to tell your tale. Telltale is part of the Content Division Podcast Network. You can subscribe on iTunes or stream it from the contentdivision.com.au forward slash podcast. Then you won't.